Hello, and welcome to the Virgin River Visitor Center. I'm Caroline Dill. And I'm Liz Mitchell. And we are your guides to this charming, small, yet fictional town of Netflix's Virgin River. At the Virgin River Visitor Center, we will help you learn everything you need to know. Whether you want to know where to go for a late night bite, Jack's Bar, or who is new in town and already stirring up drama, the new nurse Mel, or you just want to know the local gossip. So pack your bags and your impractical footwear. We're going to Virgin River. I forgot what year it was. I was like, is it 2024? I almost said 2024. You know? Could be. It's almost 2023. We're living in a time loop. Something like that. Yeah. Unlike our friends in virgin river we actually don't live in a time warp we actually do know what time of year it is and when it is unlike our friends here in town still have no idea if it's summer winter spring or fall all the above all you have to do is call someone and figure out what year it is i mean time of year yes some days they're wearing just t-shirts and shorts other days jackets Today was a mixed bag. It looked what? summery. I don't know. I don't know. It makes no sense. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and get started on this episode Dive of right into it. the Virgin River Visitor Center. We are on season four, episode four, serious as a dot, 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 dot. dot. And like, obviously we know it's a heart attack. And then look, the ending confirmed it. <laughs> <laughs> We, you can't get, you can't pull a fast one on us. You got there. TV show. Nope. Nope. We're better than that. We're too smart for that. Yeah, we are. Well, before we talk about our intelligence, Liz, why don't you give us the episode breakdown? Hope's concussion symptoms continue, frustrating both her and Doc. Bree continues to try and get to the bottom of Brady's legal issues. Preacher is getting closer to his a keto teacher and after a rough night mel plans a romantic surprise for jack that takes a dramatic turn Ooh, the drama this town is full of it was it but i will say the town is not where the drama happened this time true it was somewhere else it was the sky it was in the air because <laughs> of course it is because oh, why man. why would there not be drama in town when you can have it in plain true in the last two minutes of the episode right well since jack and mel's story basically happens that like cliffhanger happens at the end we will end our discussion today with jack and mel and we'll start off with the shortest of storylines let's talk about lizzie and denny and ricky our favorite teen a young adult love triangle. I'll start. <laughs> Lizzie is still working at Jack's for some unknown reason. Still not sure why this girl has like seven jobs. Especially considering she doesn't like working. And her parents seem are rich. Yeah. So Maybe she's just bored. I would be bored too. There are no other people her age in town. Because there's no children in this town. No children. Only Lizzie and Ricky. And not even Christopher anymore because he's been taken. Oh, he's probably dead. No, that's too sad. Uh, he's in a second dimension. Perfect. There we go. So yeah, you know, Lizzie is working and Ricky comes in and she's like, oh my gosh, hey. And then immediately Denny comes in at the exact same time because why not? Of course. And then Denny is like, I'm going on this hike. It's going to be beautiful. Perfect waterfall bridge lizzie come with me and lizzie has to work and then ricky's like i will cover your shift for you dude this is not this is not how you're gonna get her back you're you're not playing the friendship card right you're playing it wrong he's trying he's also ricky though and love him but he's also kind of dumb yeah he is teen boy teen boy higher brain function not good mm-hmm. yeah so ricky's gonna work and lizzie and denny are off on their hike in the beautiful canadian <coughs> i mean californian wilderness <laughs> like they don't have trees like that in california they definitely do they don't have trees in california it's called a drought 
Everywhere is a drought. Yeah, Everywhere is on fire. No, tree. no trees left at this point. And this is how we learn that Lizzie, as agile and jack of all trades as she is at her jobs, is not a hiker. No, she is not. Which is big mood. Big mood. I also do not enjoy hiking. I am Denny. You I do will like to hike. walk. You are a walker. Yes. You are a sprinter, actually, as your normal walking pace, and the rest of us just have to try to keep up, and it's not great. It is great for me. Anyways, um, they are very cute on this outing, but is it a date? No, I think it's just friends. No, it's not a date because then she brings up her ex. First of all, you never do that on a second date, so clearly not a date. And then she asks Denny if he wants to be her partner for the Romeo and Juliet scene for the Renaissance Fair that is coming up. And he's like, sorry, that's not my thing. Ugh. Can you say rude? Very. He was being very weird, though. I know. But the bridge was cool. The bridge was cool. I even wrote, that's a very cool-looking suspension bridge. Kind of scary. I would not go on it. It didn't look that long. You could do it. I would cry. No, those things are built for, like, trucks, you know? You could drive a truck over that, and it wouldn't collapse. No, I... No. Yes. Too high. Too high, too scary. Fine. So we're going to have to see what's going on with Denny or if Lizzie even gets to do her theater. Uh, Especially because he also just walks away from her while she's just chilling on the bridge. How is she getting home? Uh, They have to walk right back the same exact way, I think. I know, but is he leaving her? I don't know. Did he abandon her? Is she going to have to, in her dislike of hiking, get herself back home? Maybe. Probably not. Rude. Yeah. So that's them. You know, nothing too crazy happened there. Just kind of um, story building. Yeah. Something's going to happen. We just don't know what. Yeah. Speaking of some other couples who are going through a hard time, Brie and Brady are officially together. Ooh. But are they? I don't know. There's so much drama going on with the two of them between Calvin and Brady, you know, still not being cleared of attempted murder, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So uh, Brie is staying with Brady because ooh la la, but then she finds a packed bag ready to go with wads of cash. He was planning on running away. Where does he have all this money from? He probably buries money. Maybe. He's de- he does seem like the type. I mean, he's the type of man who wears ripped fashion jeans. I really Fair. never see men wearing ripped jeans, except when it's, like, accidental. But he was wearing intentionally ripped fashion jeans. Because he's a bad boy. He That's what is bad a bad boy. He's so bad that he is like, fine, Brie, I won't run away, but I can't stay here. Let's go on my motorcycle even though i still have a stab wound i think we're just supposed to conveniently forget about that no because then brie stops by the clinic to get some bandages so we're still reminded that he's injured but maybe he shouldn't be motorcycling and also having relations yeah they really should not be getting it on right now but not in the woods but they sure did they did I hope he doesn't get an infection. He got the love bug. (laughs) (laughs) He hated that. Um, No, you didn't. You loved it. These two are really cute, though. Like, they're more hot than cute. And I'm going to call them what they call each other. Sexy. (laughs) He tells her they're like chilling by the river and she her main thing is that she wants to help brady take down calvin Mm -hmm. and figure out who is calvin's boss we already know we already know that brie why don't you just ask us yeah okay board board for it brie come on over it's time for crime watch crime yes brie Take a look at my murder board. <laughs> Isn't it beautiful? I worked so hard on this murder board. 
you're you're asking where did you get all the red string um michael's craft supplies duh (laughs) of course so here we have bert brie do you see this picture of bert he is on the top okay he's on the top of the pyramid dance mom style all right underneath bert we have calvin he's our number two on the pyramid Mm -hmm. and then underneath calvin is that jimmy guy yes even though he's in jail you can be in jail and still be part of a gang true i've watched enough gangland over the years yeah and then i guess brady is still on this because he did crime he did and he has not officially been cleared yet no so i think until he is officially legally cleared Mm -hmm. he -hmm. unfortunately has to stay on yes and then brie if you look to the second part of my murder board here you'll see that bert actually is in charge of two gangs he has the fentanyl drug gang and tree trees are front you put the drugs in the trees remember yes and then if you look over here do you know this guy you've probably don't know who this man is because your storyline has never crossed paths with preacher's storyline ever not a single time have Uh, they ever been on screen together at the same time maybe when she is eating at the bar has she ever actually sat down and had a full-on me i don't think she yes has. jack made her pancakes remember? oh that's right and she got a glass of water a couple episodes ago that's right i don't know maybe they have maybe they haven't let us know but anyways this guy here his name is vince he's dead and the guy next to him that looks just like him that's his twin brother wes he's not dead he kidnapped christopher <laughs> he's a child abductor all right so and bad cop he is a bad cop literally (laughs) literally and their twin dynamic there was no good cop bad cop it was just bad cop bad cop yeah it was bad cop and badder cop (gasps) bad cop and worst cop that's their motto if they had a tv show bad and worse i don't know (laughs) worser more worser (laughs) bad grammar Anyways, Brie, now you can see what we've been working on. You should hire us on the case. Right? Like, why ask Brady for all the details that he knows? Guess what? He knows, like, three. Yeah, he knows nothing. We've seen it all. Maybe. Possibly. We have made all the connections. Yes. And then you're asking Mike? Mike, whom you rejected? That's really rude, Brie. Awkward. So awkward. And he says, no. No leave it alone okay is question for you right now is mike still working on the case i don't think so because he was like no leave it to the federal agents to find out more yeah i don't so why is he still in town because he's working with the local sheriff's office or something like that now i remember them explaining it but they didn't explain it very well no they didn't if i didn't remember a single thing yeah so that's why he's like staying because they need help or something but i think it's just like in general not with this particular case because as we know there's a lot of crime in this area mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so much crime all crime all the time yeah uh anything else we need to discuss on crime watch i don't think so nobody knew really got added no one got added but we did see bert Ooh, we did it's the first time yeah first t- sighting of bert he's helping preacher help jack hmm Hmm. we know what he's doing likely story scanning the area he's surveying he's you know what he's doing now preacher hired a second pi to find christopher bert is there to try to figure out who the pi that Mm. preacher invited or invited hired is yeah so that he can find the second pi and take him down Ooh, yep that feels that feels right Mm -hmm. that feels like we're on the right path we're very much nancy drawing this right now i think you're there i think you almost cracked the case all right well that's gonna wrap up crime watch as always nothing is solved but more will be added um and also that basically wraps up what's happening with Brie and Brie. I will say that their little mom 
in the woods was my steamy moment of the episode oh that was my steamy moment it was a little awkward but like also pretty steamy it was awkward but steamy okay here's the quote woman like you who doesn't back down no matter the odds it's sexy they kiss you make me so crazy then they make out yeah and he like whispered it it was a whole thing it was so hot it was those two are hot and heavy they are steamy yes they're not very romantic though no they are spicy Mm -hmm. exactly we do not get our romance kick from them no we get our romance from good old gel jack and mel gel gel i guess that works yeah i was Uh, thinking like g-e-l and i was like neither one of them have it's gel with a j yeah like jelly we're jelly yeah of their relationship yes we are all right, so we got them out of the way. Let's talk about Hope and Doc because their storyline is still so sad. It really is. So Hope and Doc decide that they're going to spend the day together, Aww. which is cute, except for Doc walks into their kitchen at one point and Hope is really mad because the kitchen is like all disorganized and she doesn't know who does it, who like did it. And she's like, why is it like this? And Doc's like, what are you doing? chill out and he's like i thought we were gonna go to the gardens today and walk around she's like no i can't do it and what's really happening caroline why does she not want to actually go she's using the kitchen as an excuse she's scared yes she's scared of change of not knowing why she's gone into a room or what's going on with her little brain Mm -hmm. and she's scared to leave the house because she doesn't really know what part of her personality is going to come out Mm-hmm. but then she does finally agree to go to the garden with him the as botanical long- garden sorry thank you very specific botanical garden apparently they have gone on dates there before it's, it's where cute. their first kiss was <laughs> it's so cute but she agrees to go with him only if they don't talk about her health mm-hmm. she's like i'm tired of it i don't want to do it i think that's a good rea- a good um uh, yeah yeah condition yes to their outing exactly cut to them and they're walking around the garden and they're cute and they're bantering and it's just like old hope Uh, but then doc goes and ruins the moment unintentionally unintentionally because hope brings up her own health and so then doc makes a comment about it and then she gets mad and then he is like hey so do you think denny can come live with us and that sets her off because she's not ready for change or for new people or even for people we learned Mm -hmm. she just needs to be alone in this time and figure out who she is again and she just wants everyone to stay away from her it's so sad it is sad and then when they are back home muriel comes over and hopes like no no i cannot play backgammon with you and muriel I can't. I just I need to be alone. But then she looks out the window and you can tell it's hurting her because she wants to be with her friend and her husband. But she is she can't. She can't let herself do it because she's scared mm-hmm. and angry and lost. It's very sad. She's, it is so sad. I know. She's just TBIs, man. Your brain is all over the place with them. Meanwhile, I would really like that strawberry cheesecake that Muriel made. Yes, it did look very tasty. May I please have some strawberry cheesecake, Muriel? Make us some. No. I don't have any strawberries. Well, that's lame. I don't have any cream cheese. Okay, fair. (laughs) I also don't have any. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, But I will say, Doc and Hope did have some cute moments before they got into their argument, though. Specifically, when they were talking about where their first kiss was. And we already gonna, talked about this. I said, do we don't have enough time. Do we do not have enough time. Let me say my one quote. Fine. And they were talking about how long ago it's been. And Hope was making a comment about being old. And Doc looked at her and said, I still see the same beautiful woman I fell in love with 20 years ago. Adorable. So cute. And then we'll get into the crux of the episode, everyone. It's time for the gel show. 
Your other friends come in and out, so don't worry, we'll get to everyone else with the context of our two BFFs, Mel and Jack, who have worked out all their issues. Yay, kind of. I'm, remember how we were like, she's never going to tell Jack what happened and that's going to be a big blow up? It wasn't. Because it happened not in an episode. It happened off screen, but I think that we are putting too much like emphasis on Jack's blowing upness. That True. He didn't. Instead, he was there to listen. And it's all about communication. Mm-hmm. And these two mm-hmm. are maybe finally starting to work it out. Hopefully. It was a really cute moment. It was cute. It opens Even. with oh. Mel sleeping in a very cute bralette. It that was would very weird. Honestly, like be outfit. very uncomfortable. I get it. It's for the show, and like in reality, she wouldn't be wearing that. But it was cute. But like, it would be so scratchy. I don't know. I like a bralette, but the lace can be scratchy. Yeah, it was not comfy sleep clothes. No, whatever. And then she finds a note from Jack, and it says, "Yesterday was tough. There's a surprise waiting for you outside." And she goes outside, and what we think is going to be bread. Because <laughs> it was a bread basket. was not bread. It was a necklace. And coffee. Probably a latte, let's be real. But how did it stay warm? Did he just, like, know. know when she was going to wake up? He Maybe he uh, plugged in one of those, um, like, hot plate things. Maybe. I don't know. Logistically, I don't get it, but it was cute. It was very cute, and the necklace has an... L, who what an what? L? There's no L, an M, and a J. So cute. That Jack's been saving for a rainy day, and uh, later when they talk about it, he's like, "I felt like that was a pretty good time to give it to you." Good job, Jack. Yeah. Way to read the room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, as I said before, I'm glad they finally talked about her work problems Mm -hmm. and that old man dying really sad that's what the phone call was and uh just everything else that's been going on in their lives mainly her that she hasn't been telling him Mm -hmm, because jack still has not really told her much about what he's thinking and he's feeling no um so we'll stay on the mel track and then we'll cut back to jack so mel since she already had coffee today, she's like, I can't have more because she's only allowed to have one cup mm-hmm. of coffee. She is so good at, like, playing off not being pregnant to her colleague, Dr. Cam. Mm-hmm. He as does I not suspect a thing. So affectionately call him. Yes. And you know what? Good for Mel. She's like, oh, my gosh, I'm always the one who has to make the coffee. She's probably, like, internally happy dancing. Like, finally, I don't have to do menial tasks. Ooh. A man is going to do this task for me. Love to see it. Mm-hmm. So she makes tea. And then she and Cam discuss the cookout. And she basically lies to his face. <laughs> and she, it's like, no, Jack was totally cool. Yeah. It was fine. <laughs> she even said he had fun. He did not have fun. He had the opposite of fun. He had zero fun. Yeah. Later they were complaining. So like, good job, Mel. Way to keep your relationship with this man safe. Good job. Um, but then she takes it to the next level and she overshares a little bit. She's talking about the man dying that she helped at the grocery store, which is really sad. And then she talks about how she and Jack stayed up all night talking. Girl. And then she's like, oh, sorry. Am I oversharing? Yeah. She has no boundaries. No. Like, I know how we've always joked about Hope having no boundaries. Mel really has none. Mel just doesn't know what is not or is appropriate to share in a professional setting. Right, and also when to not make it about herself. Mm, you said it. Although in this case, she can't make it about herself because she was talking about herself. But Yeah. So, we'll, okay, I'm going to keep talking about Mel's work stuff. While she's at work, baby Chloe. Uh, Chloe, we finally get to see her. I forgot how much I missed her. Because she's so cute. She's getting so big. She is. How many babies do you think they've had to go through for the show? <laughs> like seven. 
so many infants. They just keep hiring babies at different mm-hmm. months old. Yeah. Awkward. Yeah. But yeah, baby Chloe and Tara stop by for Chloe's appointment and She's Chloe's a checkup. Chloe's doing great. Who's She's not doing great? Tara. Yeah. Tara's not doing well. She's. So we know she has that, like, those seizures, right? Does she have epilepsy, right? EpiPen? Epilepsy? Epinephrine? That's for if you (laughs) are allergic to something. She's allergic to a good time. Uh, Yeah, fair. (laughs) Anyways. So Tara's medication, I don't know, isn't working. Because she's not sleeping. And she's stressed. And then, so she stands up and gets dizzy. And then they all freak out. They all freak out. And then Mel's like, well, since you aren't sleeping, why don't you go upstairs? Take a little nappy nap. No. That made me very uncomfortable. I know she, like, looks at Tara like a sister, but. But, I mean, it's also, like, a clinic, so it's, like, fine. I didn't think it was that weird. I don't know. I'm, like, I would be, like, okay, one of us can drive you guys home. But they think they knew that Tara wouldn't sleep. Mm-hmm. If she didn't know that, like, Chloe was being watched by someone. I guess, yeah. I just want to know. So Tara just feels like she's a burden because she's still grieving and it's really hard for her. And she and she, ask people for help. And she has an infant sister that she has to take care of. Where are her siblings? Solid question. Doesn't she have, like, five siblings? Something like that. That was also one of my question corner questions. I'm sorry. We're going to get into it now because I need to know if she's struggling so much, why are none of her siblings there? Why are they not coming to help out? Like, why is there not a rotation of siblings? Do they not care about their youngest sibling? Is she the youngest? Chloe is. Well, yeah. Oh, that's right. I was like, where's Tara in this birth order? Do they all have red hair? I don't know. Do they live far away? Is that why? Do they hate her? None of them were even at the funeral. That's right, because Tara's the only one that talked at the funeral. What the heck? Oh, my gosh. Um, what is going on? I don't know. In Virgin River. I wish I knew. I wish I knew, because I think that if Tara's, like, brothers and sisters, however many there are, were there then she wouldn't feel so isolated and alone and she could i don't know sleep yeah i mean i don't know i feel like if both of my parents died within a span of like two years i would probably want to be around my other family members more often yeah maybe they all live in like india maybe and it's just impossible to get home i don't know Maybe they live in, like, Southern California because driving the length of California takes, like, an entire day. Yeah, but they have airplanes. True, but it's expensive. Um, I don't know. Maybe they're big shot fancy town people. I don't know. I don't know. Still weird that they're not there and forcing Tara to be the only one to do this. And she's a single parent. she's going to die of her seizures. And then Chloe's going to literally be an orphan. She yeah. already is, but. Kind of, yeah. Not kind of. Both of her parents are dead. <laughs> True. That means orphan. As we learned from Mel in episode one, when she said orphan. I have no parents. Boo hoo. Okay, when, Oliver Twist. Remember when we thought that Jack only had a single mom? Yeah, because it's what they made it seem like. This show needs to keep a little notebook. It's something like that. I'm still not convinced that we. Didn't just make that up. False Uh, memory? I don't know. I don't either. All right. Sorry for that tangent all. I had to go there. You all probably feel the same way, that Tara's siblings should be there. Yes. Anyways. All right. That's really enough about Tara. Like, she's doing all right, but not really. Then Doc comes to the clinic for no reason. I think he just needed to get out of the house after him and uh, Hope had their little fight. Mm, True. Because he did say that the picnic was good until it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And that he's living with a stranger. Which is so sad. It is so sad. So, I don't know. Well, maybe things will get better. Hopefully. I think that... I know that Hope wants to just stay home. 
but i think like isolate forcing herself yeah forcing herself to go on these little outings is probably good for her in the long run Mm -hmm. definitely that's basically all oh one more thing that happens when mel's at work is that dr cam was a bachelor and he hasn't really been around babies but now he wants to settle down and have a wife and three to four kids and he's like maybe i can see myself settling down here Oh, he's super ready for kids. Um, so do we think that I think he's perfect for Tara because he also loved Chloe even I for that I think like, he's too seconds. old for Tara. I don't think so. I don't know. I'm getting the vibes that he's young. He looks older though. I don't know. Maybe Tara's into older guys. Good for you, Tara. She needs someone who is stable in her life. That's she has true. a baby to take care of. Yeah, yeah. So you're gonna ship them? Yeah. All right. Cool. I like it better than him and Mel. No, I don't think he and Mel are going to get together. Well, yeah, I don't think so, but I don't want him Ooh, to continue. Cam and Muriel. She cannot have kids because she is past that <laughs> stage of her life. <laughs> you really went there. I did. <laughs> Yikes. You're not wrong, though. <laughs> I mean, she thought he was attractive. True. So maybe he's going to be like, just kidding, I don't want kids. Maybe he's into older women. <gasps> maybe he has secret children riding around too. Ooh. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> um, that's basically it with Dr. Cam. Well, let's talk about what's, what's Jack up to. Literally trying to fix up the entire outside of the bar. He's repainting it. You know, we all know uh, people like this. They get one dig or one criticism. And they fixate. Yeah. Because Jack is doing this all because his dad made a comment about how the outside of the bar has some, like, dirty panels or, like, chipped paint or something. He said it was dingy. Dingy. That's what it was. And so now Jack is hyper fixated and he started with just washing it and then he was... and brain yeah he pressure washed but that took all the paint off and then he had to repaint yeah and he just was not happy and everyone was like jack it looks fine he's like no it's not fine yeah so he's just gonna spend all day painting poor preacher like sorry you basically run this establishment by yourself you always have but now you really do right this time around you really are and then preacher's like interrogating him about his dad and then brady and he's like jack you don't have to hold it all in. Mm-hmm. This makes me think, like, because I know Brady, not Brady, Preacher has been going to those, like, the, the veterans. Veterans group. Yeah. Stuff. But I'm convinced he's also seeing some kind of therapist. I think so. He's trying too many things mm-hmm. that are too common for when you, like, see a therapist. Yeah. And, like. Which, good for him. Snaps yeah. to you, Preacher. Unlike Brie. Who said, yep. no, I'm never going to see a therapist, said, Mel. I don't want to address my issues. See, that's like, okay, so I, when I was writing the recap, ended up looking at some, like, blogs and stuff like that, and mm. people talking about this. And you saying that about Brie made me think of this quote that I put in my notes. The Sheridan siblings are such internalizers and conflict avoidant, and they'll go to the ends of the earth to help everyone else but avoid dealing with their own issues. Ooh. And I was like, that is the truest statement I've ever read about those two. Yes. They will not address their issues. They will do literally everything but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And These... That's what we're seeing with both Bree and Jack in this episode. Yeah. Um, I'm going to keep talking about Preacher now because he's involved a lot in this episode he is because then mel is like you know what i want to do i want to surprise my beau and take him away he needs a little nice he needs a getaway and she's like preacher where what should i do and preacher luckily was already texting this guy he knows a guy with a boat on an island to get them to a remote island yeah and the guy has a place on this island and it'll be perfect for jack because there's plenty of fishing i don't know and so then preacher literally gets out his phone says yeah let me ask one second letter all set thank you okay preach wow 
connections the, everywhere. He does have all the connections. He knows everyone. Yeah. And but we all know somebody who's like that, though. That is true. And then, uh, after he helps Mel on her romantic endeavor with Jack, he sees his new love interest, Ooh. Julia the Aikido teacher. We love to see it. Ooh. She comes in to try his famous spinach dip. <laughs> Which later we learn from Jack isn't even on the menu. At least not this week. Because yeah, so he goes back funny. to make some for her. Oh my gosh. Um, that made me kind of annoyed because in my humble opinion, the best spinach artichoke <laughs> yep the best spinach artichoke dip is baked mm-hmm. I, I love don't baked yeah i don't dip. like the cold kind yeah i only like cold buffalo chicken dip hmm. mm-hmm. and i prefer a hot buffalo chicken dip i'll eat a hot buffalo chicken dip but i do like it cold with the crackers yeah i like it with tortilla chips but especially the scoops mm-hmm. that's the mm-hmm. best now I want some artichoke dip. Thanks, preacher. Ugh. Although, you know who, Julia, also wants his dip. And as Jack put it, he thinks that Julia is a little, is interested in a little more than just preacher's dip. Ooh. Which sounded very dirty when Jack said it. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, okay, she Jack. is. Also, apparently the only thing preacher knows about Kentucky, which is where Julia is from, is that he goes, ah, bluegrass state. He must be one of those guys that knows all of the state mottos. I guess. And also, he just happens to have a bottle of sarsaparilla. Yeah, why is he keeping that on hand? Who is drinking that in this town? Add that to the crime watch. (laughs) Who is ordering (laughs) sarsaparilla? Great question. I need to know. Yeah. Because I think it's weird. I agree about that. Sorry to anybody out there who likes sarsaparilla, but... Yeah, it's fine if you like it. It's just weird that Preacher keeps it on hand. Like, it was literally a hand away. Right. Like He reached down and it was right how there. How many people in this town are drinking that? One, and it's Julia. Yep. He just knew that she was going to come in and that that's what she would want. What a creep. Oh, mm-hmm. and then he's like, no, don't pay, Julia. Preacher, how do you make a profit? No who one... here? ever pays in this town and then he didn't even have mel pay to stay at that got his friend's cabin mm-hmm. and not that jack wants to go anyways um it's because what do you mean it's because she keeps trying to like get him to leave everyone's trying to get him to leave and he's like no i gotta work with this. okay it's because she wants to surprise him and so yeah. she didn't tell him the truth she was like hey can you take me to the bmw dealership because i'm rich and she doesn't want Bert to touch her fancy little car. JK, it's all a ruse. And so because he thinks it's like not as big of a deal, he's going to keep painting. She should have been like, I need to go to the doctor's office somewhere. Oh, my God. He definitely would have gone then. Mm-hmm. Or if she was like, my car is not safe. <laughs> yeah. Because we know how Jack is about her safety. Oh, for sure. So, yeah. Luckily, like we said, Preacher has all the connections and uh he gets all the old men in town to come help finish the bar mm-hmm. including that's where we see bert that is where we see bert and joe allen's husband i forget his name nick thank you and that one old guy that um ricky and lizzie ran into oh yeah at the hotel yeah who has a name everyone has a name oh one more thing about jack before we talk about the last moment of this episode charmaine finally oh my gosh tells jack that they're having twin boys and she only tells him because she accidentally slips up yeah and she only stops by so that jack can pay the deposit on the fanciest preschool for their unborn children where and i quote there's a picture of a toddler playing golf on the brochure anyways um jack as he's we mad. All, he's mad, yeah. Understandably so. And Charmaine doesn't understand why he's mad that she waited a week to tell him what the gender was and also that he didn't that she didn't even tell him to begin with that she was doing that. Mm-hmm. And she was like, Well, Todd, blah blah blah. 
Guess what? Todd's not the father of your children, Charmaine. And Jack even reminds her about that. He says, I want you to start acting like I'm the twin's father. Ooh. Sick burn. her out. Not even a burn. Sick truth drop. Because, yeah. Charmaine, you're being weird as always. Todd, I hate you for no reason. Hate how annoying they are. Mm Mm-hmm. Hate that she just can't have these children. I know. Whatever. Bleh. Done with you, Charmaine, as always. So now, Preacher finally gets Jack away from his painting after the crew finished, and he's like, um, we'll go get some wings. Hey, hey, hey. Wings and beer. Yeah, wings and beer. I don't know where they would go when the only place in town is Jack's bar. (laughs) Whatever. Preacher go uh secretly surprises jack and he's like driving 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 and then they're like he's like what's what what's mel doing here Ooh, big surprise Ooh, because they were gonna miss the boat but they again preacher with the connections mm-hmm. was able to come up with something else yeah now don't worry there's a seaplane is that what they we officially decided they're called i'm calling it a seaplane i'm probably wrong a water plane thing yeah oh this is so funny so he's like does it involve wings because he's still wanting some wings he wants some chicken wings which i feel that sometimes you get something in your head that Mm -hmm. you want to eat to which mel says actually it does (laughs) ta-da the plane that was good. That was good. That was a good plan words. Good job, Mel. Mm-hmm. And this opens up Boat Patrol. Was this moment on the river or are they on some kind of ocean inlet? Great question. Because if this was the titular Virgin River, then we may have seen our very first boat. Is this considered a boat, though? No, no, there was a boat behind the plane. That's right. I forgot. Mm-hmm. So, is this the river? Or is this... I think it might have been. Ocean? Because there was also, in the background of Bree and Brady getting it on in the woods, there was boats behind them. True. Did we get two boats? Maybe. In one episode? I... I'm going to put it in the maybe column. I'm going to give it to us. I'm going to say that it was boats. All right. You're counting it. I'm not just because I'm not sure if it was the actual river or if it was the ocean. Yeah, I'm I'm going to count it. This okay. is the closest we've had to actual boat on water. All right. So we're counting it. There we go. Boat patrol. It finally happened. <laughs> Woo. It took how many episodes? <clears throat> A lot. 40. 40? 43. Yeah. Well, this no. is 44. It'll be... Yeah, we're on season four. Every oh, other yeah. season had... 10, 10. episodes. Oh, wait, out. so 34. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Math. Mathin'. But Clearly then, while they're on the seaplane, the driver... Driver? Pilot. <laughs> Pilot Brad Ooh. is having some issues yeah he's starting to grab his arm and he's like no i just like am sore from moving stuff but he started having all the classic telltale signs of a heart attack a heart attack what is you didn't let me say what was my british not good for you (laughs) no okay fine and that's literally where the episode ends and then he's having a heart attack and they're gonna go down maybe That's where the cliffy was. And they're only halfway there. They're over this body of water. They're a thousand feet up. Mm Mm-hmm. I think. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So then we'll have to wait. And Jack has taken exactly one flying lesson, which means you know that he's going to land this plane. Well, if it's a seaplane, then it can land on the water. Okay. I think you still need to kind of know how to, like, glide it. Yeah, but I'm just saying that, like, if it were a regular plane, they'd drown. But it's a seaplane, so they'll be okay-ish. Probably. I don't know. We'll have to wait until episode five to find out. All right. Well, that's the episode breakdown. And I do want to get into, real quickly, fashion patrol. Fashion 
what the heck is fashion patrol <laughs> what is that i don't know is it a new section no it's not okay we're gonna get into virgin river a crime of fashion there you go my goodness um because once again i found some outfits Ooh la la first up i want to talk quickly about tara's little tie-dye sweatshirt with the heart on the so heart cute. loved <laughs> made well that's probably why i like it you know i mm-hmm. love me some made well are we surprised that tara shops at made well no no maybe one of her siblings bought that for her maybe maybe that's what they're doing is supplying her an income because she now has no job supplying her an income yeah they're giving her money okay yeah i don't know i thought that was cute so yeah shout out to tara for being fashionable and comfortable close enough yeah (laughs) and now i want to talk about mel's work outfit so mel um sometimes we like her work outfits and sometimes we don't today Mm -hmm. was a good day for mel it was good she fashion was fashioning was wearing a very professional appropriate outfit for once just because you work in a small town doesn't mean that you can't look professional doc Mm -hmm. knows it oh yeah that's why he always wears dress pants or khakis Mm -hmm. except for today yeah so i found the blouse that she was wearing it is a blouse from the brand l'agence um and it is the camille three quarters sleeve blouse in a crew gold with bees all over it cute very cute how much was it purchase you can purchase it for the low low price of 202 dollars Woo! okay that's actually not as bad as i was thinking it was mm-hmm. gonna be yeah i liked it it was a fun pattern for mel while still being professional, professional. Mm-hmm. you love to see it we also love bees yes Bzz. and then i found the skirt to go with it so Ooh. you can have the exact same outfit as mel so the skirt is from RW and Co. And they are the high-waisted paper bag twill midi skirt in 31 inches. That so is so many words. I could never wear it because 30 in, 31 inches would, like half your height. would basically make me trip and fall down. It would not be a midi. No, that would be a maxi dress <laughs> skirt on me. And I also wouldn't say that it's exactly a paper bag waistband. It had the elements of paper bag, but I feel like a paper bag waistband is definitely more of like the scallops. The frilly like. Yeah. Bag. Mm Mm-hmm. But I did like the color. It's like a rosy pinky red and it has a sash so you can tie it in a bow, make a fashionable knot. probably what makes it paper bag. Maybe. Paper bag always has the tie. Yeah. But I always, my, my brain, I associate paper bag with like the the ruffles that are on yeah. top yeah thank you How fun fact about the skirt it's made from biodegradable fibers Ooh. fun right. so it is sold out um so it was on sale for 24 dollars, but it, you couldn't buy any of them it's on 24 dollars. originally 90 dollars. oh okay yeah but aren't all fabrics biodegradable I don't like know. Anything that's I was is just gonna be reading, biodegradable. I was just reading from their website. I don't actually know. And then one more item I wanted to talk about. So, oh, you know how we're always talking about Mel and her impractical footwear. Mm-hmm. She's been doing a lot better this season. She was wearing some really ugly sandals. Perfect. And then later on, when she and Jack go onto the seaplane, she was wearing some gym shoes as everyone else calls them sneakers uh these are the most impractical <laughs> type of sneaker okay they're from rag and bone oh my gosh so they are three hundred dollars mel what are you doing like that she loves a luxury item oh, i know but like she was going practical Wearing a protective shoe and then immediately has to wear... Rag and bone. Rag and bone. Like, I know sneakerheads out there, but they don't wear them. They just own them. Yeah, they just show them. Right? So, I don't know. 
I'm going to give one honorable mention to Doc's outfit when they were at the garden because we saw him wearing jeans. That's right. And it was so cute. His little outfit was adorable. It I was. think he was wearing like the plaid shirt tucked mm-hmm. into a pair of jeans and a little pair of walking shoes. Adorable. I love Doc. It was so cute. And it was a nice change of pace from his slacks and khakis. I agree. I love dress down Doc. Mm-hmm. All right. Take us away with your final thoughts. My final thoughts. I'm going to give this a C because honestly, it was pretty boring. Mm-hmm. I kind of forgot what happened in this episode until I reread my episode recap. <laughs> That's how boring it was for me. All right. Uh, it was a little bit contrived, especially towards the end there with the heart attack. Like, just mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. a fan, but I do love a good cliffhanger. I just wish that overall it was less boring. All right. You get five seconds to say your worst and best characters. Uh, I honestly didn't even think of one. All right, that's fine. I'll go. All right, I was going to give this episode a B. It was good. I liked how everyone was, like, interacting with each other for once instead of everyone has their own storyline. It was fun. I liked it, and it gave me a cliffhanger, you know, that always gives my episodes some bonus points. My MVP was baby Chloe. Uh, Thanks for being there. Love her. And my worst valuable player of the episode was mike because why is he still in town i'm really confused also bert because he's a criminal but he did help paint so you know there we go Mm -hmm. all right we did it and that's going to wrap up episode four serious as a thank you i almost called it just heart attack (laughs) that's a better name for it honestly thankfully this episode didn't give me a heart attack i hope it doesn't give any of you heart attacks And don't forget to visit us at the Virgin River Visitor Center, where the internet is slow, but the gossip is fast. fast. Get it?